0: Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Monster, Dear Monster, a podcast where we explore monsters from their humble folkloric beginnings to their modern-day incarnations. Uh, I am your half-host for today, Leonard, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Dave. Hello. And Cameron. Good evening. And we are once again returning to our coverage of The Haunting of Bly Manor, the Netflix original series and spiritual uh, uh, successor to uh, The Haunting of Hill House uh, that we have been enjoying quite a bit. And today we will Mm -hmm. be talking about... Episode 5 and 6. Episode 5, The Altar of the Dead. And episode 6, The Jolly Corner. Um, But before we get to that, let's see how everyone's doing. Dave, how's it going? It it is going. It's
1: been a week. Uh, nothing, Nothing particular. Just the usual. The weirdest holiday season in memory trying to creep up on us. I don't know what's going on with that. Um it's been a ride and it will be nice to have things kind of settle down one way or the other, but yeah. So we'll we'll see how all that goes, I guess. Uh I, I'll turn the floor over to you, Cameron.
2: Um yeah, i have been doing all right. Uh I'm on holiday now. Hooray. No more children to care for except the ones I specifically want to. Uh, oh,
1: the two children you have to watch. Right.
2: Well, I I got to watch a cat mostly, but yeah, every now and again I'll go teach a kid violin for half an hour just to uh. keep paying the grocery bills. Um, yeah, no, I'm a holiday. Uh, I've I've got the beginnings of an RSI in my right wrist because I played too much stuff <laughs> Holiday season is settling in, and it's getting really bloody hot. Uh It is like sweaty podcast recording hours have started again just so everyone knows how it is in australia because we're summer now for real
0: and i've been okay i've just been working uh i uh, and and running and and i've actually had an itch in the back of my brain for like the last three weeks uh, to play the Final Fantasy VII remake again, all the way through, uh, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I just uh, because stuff is real awful and bad, and I'm like, man, this this video game where you play an eco terrorist against a <laughs> completely moralist corporation is less sad than reality. So I guess I'll I'll go there, spend some time there for a little bit again. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, uh, and, um, you know, this, the the troubles, let's, let's put a bullet in, (laughs) can we all just get together and like, like, beat up. 2020, I keep advocating for beating (laughs) up 2020, I realize, but I really just want, like, a manifestation of 2020 to be like, well, it was good to see you, kids, I know it wasn't the best year, and just like, how many times do we have to keep teaching you this lesson,
2: old man? Yeah, no, I'm into that, but (laughs) the will is into being collectively just beat this year to death and move on to
0: next year. <laughs> <coughs> um so that's us and uh I suppose uh unless Dave has some uh some uh blighty manner turning of the screw info that he wants to drop on us this week. Um
1: not immediately no, maybe as we go there's a maybe a couple things um as we go through these All two right, particular right. episodes because there's there's a lot going on so we'll mm-hmm. we'll see how that plays out <laughs>
0: yes uh so <laughs> we are uh starting with the altar of the dead which is my favorite episode of this uh season <laughs> i hate this episode it is <laughs> one of the best episodes of tv Um, It actually is incredibly reminiscent of an episode from the first season of the uh, Castle Rock TV series um, called The Queen, uh, that uh, there are a lot of uh, thematic similarities and a lot of similarities in the way that the episode's edited that we will get into uh, as we begin to cover it. But uh, we do a little... uh, skip back in time uh, at the beginning of this episode uh, because this is the Hannah Gross episode, um, which already just by default makes it the best episode (laughs) of the the season. (laughs) Uh, We uh, rejoin uh, Hannah and Owen by the bonfire uh, where Owen talks about does his little drunken philosophy about how you can't uh, count on your past or future, um, if, especially if dementia uh, is is on the table. And uh, he kind of confesses that there's nothing uh, uh, to keep him at Bly anymore and that he might just go back to Paris and asks Hannah to come with him. <laughs> and it's very
1: sweet.
2: It's, yes. it's
1: um it's so it sweet. very sweet and also
0: the saddest. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <sighs> Uh I mean it is it is real um um, real honest, real earnest the acting's great as always between these two uh, and then uh, Hannah turns her head and she's interviewing Owen for the chef's position um, his mustache is a little mustachier um, <laughs> did anybody actually catch that besides yeah. me? I was just yes. like, wait a minute I was like, that's that's, that's bushy bush. that's real <laughs> pushy. <laughs> Um and uh, she lays down all the information. Uh oh, man, I'm not recalling the children's ages because I think was it like seven and three at this point? Seven five. Five. There we go. Right. There. The
1: five comes up quite a bit. We'll <laughs> uh, we'll find out. <laughs>
2: well,
0: yes. <laughs> um and uh, it it it's j- and you know once again we've we've already had this thought about uh dementia and losing your sense of self and your memories and time uh implanted in us thanks to Owen's little speech so now we're left wondering what's going on and Hannah herself seems to be confused about the uh, situation however she slips back into um the th- this kind of interview position actually rather quickly, um, and without issue. Um, so, I, I, I do want to stop, because, uh, since the editing, uh, and the cuts of this episode are actually so very important, uh, what was your reaction, uh, with the first hard cut in this episode? So it
1: starts putting together a lot of things that we've seen with Hana up to this point. Mm -hmm. And of course it, it it lays everything out on the table and we know exactly what's going on. But um, when this starts to be more specific to her and you see that her, her professionalism, her job is like a veneer. It's It's not even a veneer. It's like a, it's a linchpin. It's a thing that holds her together Mm -hmm. um she she comes to like rely on that like utterly and just the episodes preceding up to this uh, particularly the first one but everything else in between gives us a real good look like i think watching this and then it 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 makes it necessary to kind of go back and see what she's done previous outside of these flashbacks um Mm -hmm. And to to know that her character is always like off, like like she's yeah. holding herself together, but it's it, it presents itself as grief, yes, or mm. or stress or something else, something else uh, versus like what it actually turns out to be. But she's yeah. always sort of absent-minded,
2: mm.
1: and then just yeah. has like utter very professional the next moment, and then this starts to make it like abundantly clear why that is and it's this is more tragic than like the whole paris thing <laughs> <Where I guess laughs> into it. yeah yeah
2: yeah absolutely i mean like with, with uh owen and the situation with his mother sort of planting that seed of dementia when i watched this uh initially i was like oh maybe maybe she's not haunted or anything in particular maybe she's just really, really ill, and the reason she never appears to eat or drink is because, you know, she's forgetting that she needs to and that kind of thing. She's, you know, a thin, tall woman, all that kind of thing. Uh, And it really... I I can see an alternate version of this show where it is an exploration of that kind of mental decline and mental illness without the supernatural elements. Mm -hmm. But I think the way this ties into the supernatural element for the uh for the overall story is really really cool and really really important as well because I think Hannah is the best character to show us how this what later gets called like tucking away works. Where you know you fall into a memory and just work your way through it and once you've worked your way through it you can potentially snap back to the present or into another memory. Uh that kind of thing. Um and This episode was really confusing to watch, (laughs) primarily because of all these hard cuts from scene to scene to scene out of chronological order, sometimes going straight back to a scene they had just done. And watching Hannah's... She's very professional about it, but she does get like frustrated with this process eventually throughout the episode, and her growing frustration was very mirrored by me going like, why are we back at this goddamn interview again? <laughs> What's going on? Why is this one moment in time so important? And, you know, the actual reason she keeps coming back is, you know, it's an important moment of time because it's when she first met Owen and they've got that special relationship, etc. Uh, and that's why she keeps returning to this one memory. But, like, in the moment, it's, oh, God, what is happening? And it it's, like, it's very disorienting, which I think fits with what the characters are going through, you know?
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, uh, and, it, and it's, I mean, it's not only that. The, um, the way that these sort of memory spaces uh, seem to work is that when you're interacting with another person um, and, and you're not yet aware, um, it plays that as normal. But once you mm, begin to, like, yeah. realize something's off, your, your own mind... I guess figment <laughs> uh hmm. of the other person lets you know that it's like it's it's not them, it's your memory of them,
2: yeah, and they'll yeah. they'll
1: they'll begin to treat you accordingly, which makes the whole thing like way like worse,
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 when Owen starts going, yeah, I know we've done this before, but it's important that we act along, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like yeah I don't know it about makes this. Everyone <laughs> like
1: about they they do a really good job making everyone. Feel like they're um, just acting, yeah. Mm. Like 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 outside of doing acting job. Like the, the mm-hmm. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say they're it. Playing they're along, like, they're like puppets. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, oh, oh. Ooh, puppet
1: that know that they're puppets. Yes, mm. because they're yes. they're aware that they're not real. Yeah. So that, that that that's the that's the utterly like disarming part because you never know you're in a memory until you begin to question your reality slightly and then you, then everything lets you know specifically that hey this is not what you think it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's real good. Yeah. Um and uh then uh half part way through the interview hana hears somebody calling for her and uh leaves the kitchen uh because uh i i guess it's actually kind of important to to mention where they where she's transitioning from and to so she transitioned from the bonfire to the kitchen and now she's uh uh, transferred into the master bedroom uh the, of the wing that as we all know has been cl- uh sealed off but mm-hmm. it is clearly uh lived in and prepped and ready for people and uh be Charlotte uh and and Dominic and the kids uh have all arrived and uh it's time to greet them and I personally got a big uh, smile out of seeing who uh was playing dominic <laughs> and, mm. <laughs> uh one uh, one oh i need i do actually want to to use his his uh matthew holness uh or as people may uh, better know him as garth Marenghi, <laughs> which is the best I'm like, "Oh man, I'm I'm real fond of this stunt casting." Yeah, Fine Mark from the room, you can be in there and look pretty. Garth Marenghi's in this too. Wow. What a <laughs> <laughs> Just make just put a big smile on my face right before you slap it off with everything sorrow. else. <laughs> yeah. Um uh so uh and this is also Hannah's introduction to Peter Quint who, who uh, she mm-hmm. she immediately takes a dislike to like from moment 1 it's kind of great uh but uh she asks that uh she bring uh he bring the the <laughs> luggage in uh Charlotte uh says that they'll have tea later and and discuss what's been going on and uh, uh and this is outside of, of of right outside the front doors of the property uh and then Hannah uh turns around walks into the uh into the house and it's nighttime uh and she immediately turns around and walks uh uh a little ways out into the courtyard and uh begins crying in agony uh, um which uh on on first watch is really it uh is really disturbing uh mainly because you just you've never seen hana express emotion Like this before, and also um, because of all of the weird stuff involving the cuts and the location and time jumping, I couldn't tell if this was her reaction to that or if it was something else. But we we find out uh, that that Hannah's husband, Sam, has run off with another woman Um, and she simply doesn't know what to do and charlotte uh discovers her and comforts her a bit and tells her that uh that she could stay at the the manor for as long as she wants uh, uh and i have to say this goes back to the point that you you made dave about the performances Feeling weird and off in these memories, like Charlotte's performance there feels feels really, really weird and sinister. And so I started mm. thinking, like, oh, maybe it's something that, like, it's something about her. And I'm like, is she a <laughs> witch? And I'm like, what, what? What? Yeah, I was, I was very, very confused. Uh, it, it's yeah. real. It's real sad to watch Hannah Gross be sad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because these are all memories. Technically, it's entirely possible that Charlotte's like sinister demeanor is just Hannah's subconscious trying to get her to wake yeah. up to the truth discovered from later in this episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, what I believe. I choose. Yeah, to that,
1: that's that. the harder part <laughs> is because they're they're giving their dialogue, and you're you're taking this on like faith that that's what was going on at the time and mm-hmm. it, it seems to be just like an outline of like this event happened but you're getting that personal like reflection on it too yeah M- mingled yeah. with everything else going on so it, it's really like harder to parse exa- you you know the events but i feel like what the people are Telling Hannah isn't like oh, wow, kind of how it went down
0: as much. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, and and Charlotte leads her back towards the house. Uh however, Hannah finds herself, is this where she uh she finds herself in the oh in the forest uh to watch Oh my god, why can't I remember the boy's name? What's the Miles. boy? <laughs> there <Miles>. we go. <laughs> Um, uh, Miles, uh, really messed with Jamie, and Jamie threatened to punch a child, which is uh, well-deserved, and very on-brand for Jamie, so, um, yeah, uh,
1: and then- I think she she literally said, I will end you. She did say,
0: "I." she did actually say, I will end you, so, um uh and yeah so we, as we all know uh there's something super bad and super up with miles um yep. and this is actually uh i don't know why on second watch i started noticing this so much but i think this begins the um uh the conversations where hanna is talking to uh either um miles uh or um uh peter quint or uh rebecca and they all at some point answer her with a honestly hana um like a very dismissive honestly mm. uh hana um th- th- i think that's important for later but i just picked up on the fact that all three of those characters say that to her at some point during this episode. Uh and um yeah. Um Miles is being a real creep, real gross creep. Uh he's like, oh yep. man, you're real pretty when you when you're flushed and blah blah blah. And I'm like, ugh, man, you're yeah. you're a really good actor, kid, but I don't like this character. <laughs> <laughs> um and he uh they admonish him for his poor behavior and he just kind of toddles off and then we get like the super jarring uh cut where uh Hannah rubs the back of her head only for her ne- neck to distort a bit and we're back at the bonfire yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, she's been having headaches, like, on and off throughout, and that's part of the character where she looks like she's absent-minded, like, someone will be talking to her, and she kind of, like, zones out for just the briefest of seconds, and then kind of goes, oh yeah, oh yeah, perfect, and then we're like, oh, oh. Yeah,
2: she's been doing this this whole time. (laughs) The entire time, she's been, like, lapsing.
1: Into like a kind of a fugue, and then
0: right, you know. But it's, I mean, it's that- so
1: it's such a brief moment in time. But for her, these me- these kind of being tucked away in these memories uh, can be quite a while. I and mean, then she's like, "Wait, no, okay, I'm, I'm yep,
0: huh. yep, yeah." I, 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 th- once again, I think it's a really interesting decision that they that her act her, her introduction into the series is her doing that. Um, as we will once again when we come to the end of the episode we'll we'll know why (laughs) um but no she's back with owen at the bonfire and she tries to she tries to to interject in the conversation where she did before and the conversation just kind of grinds to a halt, which I thought was interesting. Um, mm. uh, at, just because it can't go any further because that's that's not what happened. Um, yeah. And then we uh, we get a great transition where Hanna's holding uh, a wine bottle and then it turns into a vacuum cleaner nozzle because she's back mm-hmm. in the house uh, cleaning one of the hallways adjacent to the uh classroom um uh of the kids uh peter comes to see rebecca and rebecca lays down some ground rules about how she he can't treat her like crap anymore and blah 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 hannah spies in a little and and gets S- caught and goes smartest oh. dude it's like it's so yeah
2: awkward. uh <laughs> it's like, oh
1: that 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 wasn't real me, that wasn't the thing. I was like, I will never I would never say that to you ever again,
2: yeah,
0: like, dude i' you know what I just have to say uh, and you know I once again I'm always embarrassed that i I don't have these actors' name on instant recall, but really going from the 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 character switch from Luke in haunting of hill house mm-hmm. to peter quent is pretty amazing from the same actor yeah
1: oliver mm. jackson cohen
0: there we go um yeah is really is is honestly pretty imp- impressive because
1: he's, like he's killing it as this uh, smarmiest greasiest dude yeah
2: yeah he doesn't,
1: ha- he doesn't have any redeeming like. There's not even a redeeming quality other than like he looks fancy, and that's not a good quality to go on.
0: No, nope.
2: no, definitely not. <laughs> um,
0: and I think this is where he 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 walks past her as he she returns to her chores, and I believe he says honestly, "Hana," uh, to yeah. her. Then, um, yeah, he-, he does when he walks past her, and. Uh, and then we get the crack, the crack, which has been uh, uh, I I <laughs> was actually impressed with um, how long it took the crack to start appearing in the episode. I was like, oh, yeah. man, look at look at that restraint, because we've all been waiting for it because you've been talking, <laughs> you've been showing it to us for so long. And it's just a it's a crack in the wall where that crack shouldn't be. And then we cut back to the bedroom are the the master uh a, a hallway uh the hallway to the master suite which is now once again um covered and disused i do like the fact that when uh this cut happens she's still looking at the crack but it's just in a different mm-hmm. wall in a different location yeah yeah um, and this is where Hannah discovers that Peter Quint's been, um, lifting things. Uh, mainly Charlotte's jewelry. Uh, and they get into, a, a um, Quint... Uh, tries to <laughs> Quint literally tries to like Sith lord her over to the dark side to, by saying, "Oh man, you're not actually their family. What do you think's gonna happen to you when you get old and you can't push a broom around? You should look out for yourself, Hannah. It's it's us versus them, it, and I feel like that that is uh, a nod to the to the novel." Uh, The Turning of the Screw, Dave, because it was, uh, as you mentioned last, uh, last uh, Bly Manor episode, we, uh, there's a lot of class stuff in that book, in that story.
1: We lost you a little bit there, Leonard, it was going all
0: robot
2: Yeah. Oh, did I?
0: sorry i was i was just saying uh that um because of the 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 class stuff that uh uh Peter brings up uh feels like it's probably uh referencing the the class issues that the story addressed the turning of the screw
1: yeah I would say that that that's what it's doing this it doesn't play with it nearly as heavily as like that's the the whole point of his character in the book. Right. Mm. He's just this roguish ne'er do well that is trying to rise above his station and you just kind of can't do that. Like you you can with money, kinda. Mm, yeah. And he's trying to do
0: that, but he like, you know, he tried a little too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so uh Hana demands the 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 necklace back the 400-year-old necklace that's worth thousands, uh, back. And uh, Peter just kind of is like, hey, you know, you know, uh, you should be nicer to me. I've got Henry's ear, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you'll leave this house long before I ever do <laughs> Peter Quinn. And I'm like, there we go. That's right, Hannah. because." Um, Hannah's the best and she doesn't take yeah. shit she doesn't take shit from anybody not even <laughs> Peter Quinn um uh i believe she sees the crack yet again in another wall uh, yeah and oh and then i believe we get uh we get our first shot of um the actual location of the crack um which is only presented as a very tight close-up of the crack against uh, some uh, sort of stone wall-, wall covered in moss. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then we're back at the interview, and <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's starting to not have any of it anymore. Oh, but before that, she uh, she actually sees uh Rebecca half-waded into the lake and then she's back at the interview <laughs> um, yeah. and this is when this is when it starts to break down because she she asks, Owen, haven't we done this before?" and he says, "Yes, but we have to do it again anyway." <laughs> <laughs> um which is and and I I also really love that the it's it's delivered like Owen would deliver it like mm. it's not weird it's not off it's not sinister it's 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 like Owen it is because it's just it's just Hannah's uh memory of Owen <laughs> he mm. uh it, it it just acts like him which makes it more unsettling <laughs> I think yeah yeah that's fair
1: Yeah, because it's it's not saying things he would say, but it's just saying how he would say it. Yes. Mm. So it it just comes off, like, uncanny. Like, not quite.
0: Mm. Mm. It makes it worse. (laughs) Yeah, it does, actually. Um, And then he somehow gets her to start thinking about Miles and... Uh, how, because Hannah said, Miles is a good boy, and he's like, you know, boys can be cruel, and blah blah blah, and he would never do anything to hurt you, which, um, I believe it was Two Faces Part 1, where um, uh, Miles and Flora, when they were taking them up to bed after, after spending the night, um, making sure that Peter Quint wasn't around. Uh, Miles mentions to Hannah that he had a bad dream where he hurt you, where he hurt her, and as she replies that, replied that he would never do anything to hurt her. Um, So, that's come full circle right here, and then we get, uh, uh, the uh, really, the actual really unpleasant transition where Owen just looks center frame into the camera and starts screaming Miles' name only to discover Mm -hmm. that it was Hana because she's caught Miles smoking. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And this is uh, another honestly Hana line and he runs into the church and when Hannah follows her uh follows him, he's uh she is um um talking to to the mum of the manor again to uh oh man, I Shut really up. Yeah, there we go. Man, these names they just Teflon <laughs> off the brain sometimes. Honestly, Leonard. I know really. Um, and, uh, Charlotte's lit a candle, uh, for Sam, because he, he's, he might not be dead, but he's gone. And they have kind of a nice discussion about, you know, just moving on, and that Hannah can stay there, like, move in, like, li- become living, and just stay there for as long as she needs to, blah blah blah, it's all kind of boilerplate-like um, um establishing how uh she ended up as like the living help there yeah uh only for uh to get a really quick uh 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 uh, uh transition to now she's in the church uh talking to Rebecca and mm. Rebecca talks about how Peter is the first man that ever made her feel this way uh the first man that ever made her feel like she could believe in herself her father uh did not think that thought that she was trying to reach above her station once again bringing cl- uh this class element into to it um and hanna's like yeah sure he makes you feel real good but he scares the shit out of me and i think he's bad news and th- and then Rebecca just lies and says, "Well, it's he's not the first man." Like, and she's like, "No, no, 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 no." You just said that you've never felt like this before. You can't trick me. And then Rebecca <laughs> huffs off while once again saying, "Honestly, Hannah." Um. <clears throat> um. So uh, at this point. I'm I'm sure everyone was thoroughly confused. Um, <laughs> how How were you all? How were you doing with with following what was going on at this point in the episode?
1: So it really helped to notice what Hanna is wearing because her outfit changes specifically with each s- switch. Yes, and that kind of tied stuff a little bit more together because people's wardrobes dictated specifically like when something was happening Mm. and so keeping an eye on that was helping because these cuts like they're they're coming quicker than like we're conveying like it was happening (laughs) Mm. it's it's a lot and it's very fast and it's it's you can follow it but because it's not on a specific timeline you have you have to latch onto something visually to give you like when something's occurring until like charlotte or someone else shows up that was, it, that isn't in the the present day of, you know, what's going on. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still confusing, but I liked getting additional context for things. We sort of knew must've happened, but we're seeing them from sort of Hannah's perspective. Um, you know, getting her perspective on the early days of Quint and Quinn and Rebecca's relationship and stuff like that as well. Um, Some fun stuff, like her accidentally finding herself listening in on private conversations. Yes. And things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so far it it was confusing to follow, but it, and it was like a little sad and worrying for Hannah as a character, but it wasn't awful yet, (laughs) but it was beginning to get there, uh, especially with what happens from this point on.
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, Rebecca storms out of the church, Hannah attempts to follow her follows her, opens the doors, and there's the wall with the crack. Um yep. and uh it's 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 bad news again. <laughs> as always. Um we get a, uh we get a, oh yeah, we get a really weird, unpleasant sequence where Miles is standing at like the pulpit and like flicking that, that, uh, that Zippo lighter with a cigarette mm. in his mouth. And I'm like, uh Man, I don't like I don't like you kid. I'm, you're too good at this. I don't want I don't want I don't want your career to be be creepy kids until you're too old to be a creepy kid. Um <laughs> but uh we then get to a uh we just cut to Hannah sitting in a chair in the kitchen. Uh Owen has been making stew. He asks Rebecca to try some, uh, which she declines uh, uh, because of if what happened last uh, time. <laughs> yep, the unpleasantness yep. from the previous episode, which once again um, helps to establish this timeline. Um, Peter comes in and, and spirits Hannah, uh, not Hannah, but uh, uh, Rebecca uh, away. And uh, Hannah has a very great monologue about glue traps. Um mainly yeah. mainly involving uh an exterminator that put uh put them around the property to catch mice she She talked about how he said that they were humane and sanitary and blah 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 and how she encountered one and thought that maybe a caterpillar had gotten stuck in it, but no, it turned out to be a mouse's foot, which the mouse chewed off, limped away, and bled to death. Um, uh, just to escape it and how Peter Quint is a glue trap and that Rebecca won't come out of it all, she'll think that she'll, she's okay, but she won't be and it's, mm, it's a real good scene, it's a real good scene it's a real good bit of acting and it's a really good analogy <laughs> too mm, yeah that's an um, important one comes up later yep Uh, It comes up uh, immediately because (laughs) once again, we are back into the we are back in the interview and uh, it's it's bad. Um, This is where it starts getting it actually starts getting rough because now it's it's basically established that uh, Hannah's having this conversation with herself. Um, uh, represented by Owen, and that she's clearly been denying some aspect of herself or something that's been going on, and so, so Hana as Owen is just yelling at Hana herself, which is yeah, um, not great, and it's it's yeah, it's a legitimately unpleasant scene, and then um, she <laughs> she. Hanna ends up in Rebecca's room watching a um, conversation that she wasn't there to watch or see. Mm.
2: Yeah, this is not one of her memories.
0: This is not one of her memories. And it's the night that Peter told Rebecca to pack her bags and get ready to leave. He's gonna do a thing. And they're just gonna go to America because all you need to do to make it in America is money. Uh don't forget this was like 1987. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Uh in yeah. fact, it's only gotten worse. Um <laughs> uh and uh Peter and you know, uh they don't acknowledge Hanna, obviously. Uh and Peter leaves. Uh but when Peter leaves, uh Rebecca does acknowledge Hana and says, this one is one of my favorites. I don't get to come here often, but when I do, I just want to stay here forever because he's so much like himself in this one. And that's what, and that's when the alarm bells start going off of like, all right, well, we know that you're dead and pop probably a ghost. The fact that you're now talking to Hana and, uh, and discussing <laughs> this is, is super weird. And then Rebecca says, I don't, uh, says, I don't understand. How are you here? How did you get into my, and Hannah, before she finishes, Hannah cuts her off and just says, I, I, oops, sorry. Gotta go. And Rebecca says, I, I wouldn't go out there if I were you. I think this is when it happened. Um, I've never had the courage to look myself and Hannah leaves and uh it appears that she's confronted by Peter, Quint, but in fact no, it's the kids. Mm-hmm. He's asking what they're doing up, and Miles mentions Flora's dollhouse, and Peter's like, Yeah, yeah, it's all fine, kids. You'll just go back to sleep so I can uh larsen your your home a bit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, everything'll be fine, only to then get snatched by a ghost.
2: It's the ring, <laughs> but worse. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, this puts into context the uh, the kids distracting Danny, an episode previously, and so, just stopping her from looking around and from crossing a particular point in a corridor. Uh, the reason they're so insistent is because they've seen this happen before, and it's awful, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And there's nothing you can do if you're in that yeah, path. Yeah,
2: you're literally helpless. Um,
1: yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh So the ghost lady in white, missing all of her face except her mouth, uh, just continues on her pre-programmed path and just grabs Peter Quint by the throat casually while doing it and just drags him away around a corner.
0: <laughs> yep. To the master suite.
2: The the abandoned the wing. Yep. But hey, he's fine actually. He just walked back around the corner. It's okay, he fought the ghost off. It's all good. Nothing to what, worry
0: what, about. What What? <laughs> what are you what are you even talking? He doesn't even acknowledge that there was that that he was attacked. <laughs> it's like what are, you, what are you talking about, you dumb kids? You're dumb you're dumb babies. Go back to sleep, dumb babies. Actually, ooh, yeah, that would actually make Peter Quinn significantly more unlikable if that was the voice that he decided to... to use. <laughs> Let's go back to bed, you dumb babies. No, uh, so um uh they ask what happened, and he's like, what are you talking about? And then they try to hand him something, and it just falls through his hand. Because... Yep. Peter Quint is a ghost
2: now, and that's just yep. how it be. <laughs> that, that is how it is. Um, which is further compounded a few seconds later when the lady in, from the lake uh, walks back round the corner, still dragging Peter's body. Yep. And, God, he's an awful person, and I don't like him very much, but the just a little, no, stop that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh.
1: Yeah, no one
0: deserves to get <laughs> snatched by a ghost.
2: Yeah. No. Especially not to have to watch it happen.
0: <laughs> yep. And, uh, he... Peter is, is, uh, uh, um... Justifiably upset about this, and screams at the ghost while touching Miles' shoulder, and, oh, well, there we go. Mystery solved on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Possession Miles. time. Miles hey. is, is, is geist-possessed by Peter Quint. Um... <laughs> And we get a great shot of the the Lady of the Lake just walking back into the lake with his body,
2: gone yeah. and done. yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna part the kimono here. I've actually started watching ahead because I enjoyed these two episodes so much, and so <laughs> knowing knowing what's going on with her, it's like wolf. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the next episode though. <laughs>
0: Um, I also want to just, like, point out that this ghost design is actually really pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, like, uh, I don't think I've ever, I, I don't think I can recall something (laughs) like this as, as a ghost. Like, it's the, 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 the concept that the features have seemingly just been worn away, like... Mm. It it not it like just gradual erosion is is a really strong design for like a, a ghostly entity for for me. I I think I yeah. like it because it kind of indicates age. Like mm. Peter's a fresh yeah. ghost and Rebecca's a fresh ghost, and this ghost has probably been here for centuries. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's real good, and it's, uh, and honestly, it's probably a really easy effect to do as well. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because the older they are, you don't even need to keep the semblance of the eyes or nose in. You just kind of Photoshop, blur the whole thing off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, there's there's good ghosts in this haunting show, surprisingly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um... And uh, 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 Hannah somehow observes all of this and is then then is confronted by like ghost Rebecca for like a quick for a jump scare. Mm. I believe Uh, yeah, just for jump. (laughs) (laughs) and, And then we're back in the interview, and and even Owen, even even mind Owen is is tired of of this. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I do love that he takes off his glasses and he's like, Yeah, you tell me, you tell me what we're still doing here. Can we can we can, <laughs> we can we can we can we push on move past this a bit? Um but no uh he he just kind of he he once again he's like there's something wrong with Miles <sighs> And then we we come to the big reveal, um, where uh, <sighs> Hannah discovers Miles and Peter by the well, <laughs> um, and she can see Peter. Um, yeah, yeah. She she can clearly see Peter. So here's uh, although. So, once again, this kind of, there's that layer of obfuscation with it of, since this is her kind of reliving a memory, is she see, did she actually see Peter during the actual event, (laughs) or was it different? It may have been Um,
1: different, and she's just (coughs) seeing him now because she can.
2: Yeah, Yeah. although we know that ghosts can show up to people who are not ghosts
0: as well. I don't think it needs eh. to
2: be, like, dug into.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is how Hannah
2: remembers it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, they have a conversation. Uh, Miles gets really, really angry and agitated. It's clearly Peter in control. And he pushes her into the well. Yep. And she... Uh, falls quite a ways, breaks her neck, and uh finds herself staring at the crack that we've been seeing throughout the series so far. Yes. That's the yeah. last thing she sees. Yep. Um yep. and then
2: Or the Danny... thing that
1: you're stuck staring at forever, however you want to read that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kinda yeah. like uh it's kinda like the uh it's kinda like the Beetlejuice system, which is a very weird <laughs> comparison, quite honestly. But Um, the Beetlejuice Go system of like, oh man, it's a good thing you two just drown because you can look like normal people. I'm stuck Mm -hmm. in a sleeping bag with a rattlesnake forever. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, and it sucks. And it's sad. And it actually gets sadder from there because, uh, and then Danny shows up. Because Mm -hmm. that happened like immediately. 30 (laughs) seconds before Danny showed up. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yep, she's been a ghost the whole time. That's why she doesn't drink or eat.
0: Well, she drinks. She likes her wine. She likes, likes ghost her ghost wine. wine. Um, but she doesn't <laughs> eat. Um, and yeah, and I think the the the. So I had i i had been running under the assumption the entire time that yes, Hanna was a ghost. But I was like, oh yeah, I bet she's like a ghost that's been there for like. Ever and kinda of is kind of like the one that takes care of people, and people just kind of <laughs> do, like freak, but nope, I'm just like oh no it's it's actually super tragic because had had anything had something happened like thirty seconds before then, then Hannah Gross would totally still be alive, and I wouldn't have to feel all this pain in my heart for her and Owen. And I'm like, yeah. ugh, I I, yeah. I deeply dislike this. This is a really good episode. <laughs> it makes my heart hurt,
2: and I don't like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then they they just rub it in a little further, because then we teleport back to the bonfire, and Hannah <laughs> makes her mind up, because she's still not accepted that she's dead. So she makes her mind up, it's like, yes, yeah, so, Owen, I will go with you, and is being completely ignored, because that's not what she actually said right. when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um and Whoa. and
0: and and the memory plays out exactly as it happened and she yep. follows them Alcohol and they disappear into the darkness and Hanna is forced to recite her mantra my uh, my name is hana gross it's 19 uh 87 uh miles is 10 floras 8 hey. and it's and and that's that's the episode that's how the episode yeah. ends. Like yeah you, uh, Hannah literally forcibly <laughs> affirming her existence, like willing herself to continue existing. Um and it's yeah. it's bad. It's a sad, it's a real sad note to end <laughs> on. I, I do not like it. God, this episode's really good. Um Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it
1: it sets up so much of the sort of they're not rules, but they're like how it works where Hmm. the ghosts are they're running on loops of of their time at the manor if they can't go outside of that much yeah Uh, and not only that but they're not in control of when and where they are so you get these sort of you get the the sinister takeover of the children by um, Rebecca and Peter Quint but it's not on their schedule They don't get to pick moments in time when they're trying to move something forward. Mm. You think it's linear, but really they're just kind of popping up here and there, trying to do something. And then sometimes they're more lucid. Sometimes they're losing themselves. It's it's scarier that way because this is really. It's like ghosts that have dementia. So. Yeah. Mm.
2: (laughs) It's It's even worse, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's rough. Um, yeah this is there are some really good episodes later on this is definitely probably the best episode of the show <laughs> yeah i i would i would agree that 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 this is the the yeah theme.
0: um it's j- it's and i once again i have to say it's 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 the it's the performance and it's the character and it's it's um it is it is uh, just it feels like the uh, like the how the cruelty of the universe like any mm. any slight change to to the series of events or the timing of events and Hana would probably be fine and yeah that sucks and that sucks knowing knowing that and having it laid out that way over the course of the episode is just really weird it, not weird mm. but like really. How devastating. Especially because oh, yeah. they've done so well to set up this romance between Hana and, and Owen and that that's mm. just not going to happen. Nope. <laughs> especially oh. because this is episode five <laughs> and there are four more episodes left.
2: Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty crazy.
0: Uh, oh man. And that is uh, the altar of the dead. A Really fantastic hour of television, uh, in, yeah. in, in, in numerous fantastic hours of television, um, mm. and 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 now I'm going to clumsily throw over the hosting duties to Cameron. <laughs> Cameron,
2: <laughs> catch! Oh, oh. oh god! Oh shit! Uh, no! Nah, I'll pick it up. I'll dust it off. It's all good. Uh, yeah, look at me! I'm the I'm the podcast host now. <laughs> um <laughs> You've got the podcast stick. Oh no. <laughs> now you're the uh, one yeah. to talk. Yeah, yeah, I get to talk about a still very good, uh, but slightly less good episode of The Haunting Fly Manor. This is episode six, The Jolly Corner. Um and uh this one is again mostly I would say again eighty percent plus comprised of flashbacks. Uh but we're not focused on Hannah Gross right now. We're focused on someone we're much less interested in, which is Sir Henry Wingrave. <laughs> um we finally get Henry's backstory. Um he finally becomes an active player in this show after showing up in the first episode and then just kinda not doing anything, not returning calls for the entire rest of the show so far. Um he lives in his office, as we've seen before. Um he is drinks a lot, (coughs) some would say constantly.
1: Um, He has not stopped drinking.
2: (laughs) He has not stopped drinking for several years, uh, and he is putting off dealing with, and, uh, eventually dealing with all the mail for his late brother, Dominic Wingrave, uh, because he, for some reason, refuses to just get his staff to send out notices of death, and insists on handling all of that himself. Um, this a lot of this episode is interplay between Henry and his sort of his other self. I guess is the mm-hmm. best way to put it. There, there's a version of him that Jiminy is just Cricket. grinning creepily all the time, and I hate him so much. <laughs> He's super creepy. Um, uh, yeah, and essentially we get the, the 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 long family history again. We're diving really deep into the uh, the Winggrave family dynamic here. Uh, where there's obviously there's Dominic and Charlotte and then there's Henry who's Dominic's brother um and you know Dominic's away a lot, you know uh Henry's around quite a bit, they both work at the same business, but you know they go to different places at different times uh and we see that Charlotte and Henry themselves have the potential of a relationship. there's something there there's a rapport um, there's a rapport. you know, they're they're friendly and comfortable with each other as, you know, a brother and sister-in-law should be but there's always that little little bit more, it's that that human flaw, um, that again in later episodes really comes into context with the history of Fly and just, you go, oh I see, um (laughs) uh, and the end, the end result of all of this really, um is that, uh you know, uh, Miles and Flora not brother and sister necessarily, so much as half brother and sister. Uh, <laughs> because Miles is Dominic's son and Flora is Henry's daughter. Yes. Um, yeah, and this is, uh, this is where we really understand why Henry is so reluctant to even visit the house. Uh, because eventually, of course, Dominic finds out and he says banish is too weak a term, but it's the best one he has. He banishes Henry. You get to keep the office. You never come to the house again. You never interact with my family again, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, because I'm her father. She she thinks I'm her father, and that's what matters. And like, yeah, yeah, It's all pretty standard. Um. <laughs> uh, And essentially, uh, Dominic he say? he says you were... You're a shit arrogant it goes on a long like it's a it's a full long sentence describing just how awful Henry is from Dominic's perspective, and that is the other Henry that we that we see throughout this episode is that uh sort of manifestation of uh how his brother perceived him near the end there uh and if I'm not if I'm not being as chronologically accurate as Leonard it's because I watched this nearly two weeks ago. Um oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said i would be watching I'll be watching ahead. Um <laughs> uh, and you know, uh Charlotte is also more or less on board with this. She has feelings for Henry, but she feels she also has responsibility towards Miles and Flora and to Dominic as well, so she's decided she's gonna really do her best to make this work, you know, give it good old british try uh and in order to make sure it works uh she and dominic are gonna re re uh retread their honeymoon in india and we all know how that goes um yeah yeah, uh so the 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 tragedy here of course is that henry had an affair with his sister-in-law which led to his niece and nephew or rather his uh nephew and his Daughter becoming orphans. Yep. <laughs> Which is, hey, a lot of a lot of this show is about dealing with guilt and personal trauma. That's a lot of guilt and personal trauma, I'm sure. You know, the the woman you love died because of you. Your brother died because of you. Your 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 child and your close relative child or nephew. I said
0: close relative child. Close relative child. Close relative child
2: uh they're orphaned because of your actions and although there's no one to enforce your banishment from the family and the family grounds anymore uh it is morally perhaps the right thing to keep up at least from his perspective he wants to not only like contravene what his brother told him to do but also keep himself distant from any potential responsibility for what actually happened um and again that is why he's avoiding tackling his the, uh, death. The, the implications of his brother's death legally speaking yeah um you know he he's dealing with it in little bits on his own at a time he's not just doing the simple sweeping thing that would brush it all aside and make sure he didn't have to ever think about it again uh instead he's forcing himself to live day by day with a literal desk drawer full of letters which he has to read and then draft a notice of death for that one particular person who wrote Dominic Wingrave a letter and be like send it off himself instead of, you know, just drafting a general notice and submitting it uh, to everyone who mails them. Um it's uh pretty rough. And I mean it's, as it's part a punishment. Course, he's
1: punishing himself. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's absolutely uh making sure he has a terrible, awful time. Um and uh he's also ignoring Danny's calls to his secretary you know Flora's acting strange and she's sleepwalking a lot and she's been having a lot of trouble Uh, you know she'll show up outside in the morning and then pass out for the whole day and then wake up and not remember things that happened Uh, all that kind of stuff she's having an incredibly rough time for an 8 year old child um so she's an 8 year old with dementia essentially which is really rough um (laughs) And we, so, hey something ghostly's going on there we're pretty sure at this point so well, you
0: know. we uh we also get um the this is uh the flashback where uh flora intri- uh meets the little ghost boy
2: ah uh, yes
0: uh and runs to uh her mother's room uh only yes. to see uncle uh, uncle henry huh. uh, putting on a shirt putting on yeah putting on a shirt <laughs> um and telling her mother about the little boy that she saw that didn't have a face uh mm. and her mother comforting her and i believe putting her back to bed and flora then saying no this is all wrong i'm too old i'm too yeah, old i was right smaller now. i was I smaller be littler.
2: <laughs> and
0: her mother saying yes yes you should and then her waking up in the
2: middle of the field and it's like
0: ah all right yeah Ugh, yeah we we're,
2: we're getting we're getting some ghost weirdness with Flora as well now, yeah. Um, uh, and, crucially, her mother also said that when she was young, living at Bly, she also had a, a friend with no face. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this is a generational thing. The ghosts are not a new problem. <laughs> They've been um, around. And it's uh,
0: it's it's actually kind of a, a really well-executed fake-out, I think. Um. Mm. In, in yeah. that... In that, oh yeah, you think that this is going to be a ghost, and you're so used to seeing Flora uh, at this age that you don't realize that. Wait a minute, yeah, she wouldn't be this old when mm, she, yeah, uh, when she had this uh, encounter, and it's like, oh, oh, it's kind of like the thing that you introduced last
2: episode.
0: That's yep, yeah.
2: weird. <laughs> um yeah why why is flora going through memories yeah lost and then
0: to time oh man <laughs> Ooh, what's going on it's a it's a mystery uh but yeah
2: it's Big it's mystery. really good
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um it's so good um yeah uh we we also get some very cute stuff with it, you know, like it, again it's sort of part of these flashbacks both on henry's and flora's parts uh you know henry. Uh, one of them is Henry calling up, um, to the, uh, to the manor and getting Flora on the phone. And, Hello, Flora residents. Yeah, very cute voice. Um, <laughs> Flora talks about how her father said the little boy with doe face was only a mint. Just a fig mint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is honestly made me uh, laugh out loud because that is so childish and yet also a very good joke. Um, <laughs> uh and you know, this is part of uh Dominic working it out like, you know, why is uh why is Henry calling the house at this time? Why is Henry at the house at this time? Um Oh dear 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 golly lord, Henry has gotten a rather large dollhouse for Flora's birthday. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Dave's having internet issues. I don't know. Um, yes, oh right, oh, or yeah, mark that in my recording, I, well, I guess
0: we're still recording, so <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. we're just going to need our audio files
2: th- this time, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, all good, um, so, as Dave attempts to rejoin us, we will solidly march on without him, yes, get him to comment on the episode if he rejoins in time, um. <laughs> <laughs> Do, Do, Dominic has to ask, why are you buying my daughter
0: this this very elaborate dollhouse? And one-to-one and sharing... one recreation of the manor. <laughs> yes, and sharing furtive glances with my wife.
2: Mmm. Yes. Uh, uh, it took him however long to work out that, because uh, we also get to see you know, Flora's birth and she's remarkably early. Yes. Um, nearly nearly a whole month and a half or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we got we got that, uh, you know, Dominic rushing in like, I didn't expect it to happen, didn't expect it to happen, yada yada yada. Uh and then later on we have Dominic putting two and two together and getting four and going She was rather big. Uh, this also fits in with Flora going, I should be littler. Because <laughs> yes. she should she should literally have been littler, littler for being born premature, but she was actually a very healthy size and weight. And then Dominic putting the uh, things together and realizing that if she was early, she was very large. But if she was right on time, she was a normal baby. But if she was right on time, I was in Russia when she yep. was conceived. <laughs> like, ooh, mm, there we go. Yep. Yeah. you really really, really... Uh, Messed up on that one, Henry. Um, (laughs) uh, And to compound the the torture and tragedy that Henry Wingrave goes through here, we finally find out who the phantom caller to the manor is. Uh, It's Henry. They all think he's a terrible pervert, but all he wants is to have Flora pick up the phone and say, Hello, Flora residence! Yes. Like she used to, and she never does and so he always just kind of sits there quietly on the line and doesn't answer for hanging up <laughs> it's
0: it's uh, it's actually impl- i think it's actually implied to be even more tragic than that because during the mm. uh episode uh not episode the episode the sequence where um mm. our our his his grinning counterpart uh, uh appears to him for the uh the first time after he receives the call he mentions the fact that when he had to de- when Henry had to call the manor and deliver the news, it was Flora
2: who picked up. Yeah, and answered. Um. So yeah, on that terrible, fateful night. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Henry's having a super rough time of it. Let's be real, honest. Uh, not that he doesn't deserve it, potentially, but uh, also he's having a very rough time. <laughs> uh. Um, however, this episode isn't all doom and gloom, because we get a little romance in this one. Hooray. Uh, we're, we're a little bit on a cliffhanger with Danny and Jamie at the end of episode four, when, uh, when the ghost of boyfriends passed, uh, really messed things up for them. Yes, But... But we get some quality, Danny and Jamie trying to work things out together and um learning more about Jamie's past, which is actually fun and interesting. You know, she's she's the daughter of a hardworking coal miner and a, you know, a young woman who really never knew anything else. Um, she had to look after the family essentially by herself because, you know, her mum was essentially a child herself. Right. You know, one one of those families where you have a kid at 18 and then you have a couple more kids and you never really... Experience adulthood in any meaningful way, mm-hmm. so you don't know don't know what to do with that, especially when your husband's away working long hours at the bottom of the earth, uh, and uh, all the all the terrible societal uh, abuse that family had to put up with, um, including when her mother ran away with another man, and uh, her dad had to try to do everything himself, but obviously didn't work out, so they went through foster care which is its own terrible, awful time to have. And Jamie essentially reaching the conclusion that people are essentially never worth your time.
0: <laughs> That's why she does plants.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and we, we figure out why she loves her plants so much and is willing to probably kill a 10-year-old child over them. Um, <laughs> because unlike people, if you put in effort and love and work, a plant will grow and will, like, be essentially a return on the emotional and physical investment that you place on them. Whereas, you know, people are not guaranteed to do that. Um, and this is highlighted with, uh, a beautiful scene with, uh, the moonflowers, which are a real thing. And it's still crazy to me that that's a plant that actually exists, (laughs) uh, which is a, a flower that only blooms at night for two months of the year each bud only blooming once, and then the entire plant shrivels up and dies. Yep. (laughs) It's a lot of effort to get it to work, especially because no one who actually, like, owns the manor is ever going to look at it and appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, This is a flower just for Jamie. (laughs) Yeah, she's got it hidden off somewhere so no one can mess it up for her. Mm. Oh, yeah, if Miles knew, he would absolutely have burnt it to the ground or something at this point. (laughs) It was just Um, (laughs) tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Um, um <laughs> and uh so after this whole spiel, uh despite uh coming to the conclusion that people are basically never worth it, sometimes you've still got to try. <laughs> and so you know, she's in the middle of like coming to this conclusion, Danny just gives up and kisses her because it's been literal years and years of trauma as a you know, a lesbian in the closet, let her be free we need some goddamn happiness after the last episode and a half yes you know <laughs> uh yeah and um yeah they 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 get together and they they get to have a moment of reprieve from the terrible terrible existence that is anyone trapped in Bly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great place um <laughs> uh yeah um flora meanwhile is Thing. She's being tucked away in various different memories, including the one of the faceless ghost, uh, the little faceless boy, and also uh, Rebecca's ghost. Uh, so she ha- she talks to Rebecca, and it turns out that the reason Flora is passing out all the time, waking up it's in odd places, sleepwalking, that kind of thing, is because while uh, Flora is going dream-hopping, Rebecca's going body-hopping, and... <laughs> essentially taking taking an eight-year-old kid for a ride as it were yeah yeah i mean it must be pretty pretty rough being incorporeal if you had the ability to go like just wander around for a few hours i'd probably try and take the chance to um but uh flora's getting pretty tired of this you know she's she's really tired of because like like for hannah she had a lot of memories that she could potentially go through. Yeah, I'm sure. We, I'm sure we only saw like a thin snapshot of all the stuff that she remembered mm-hmm. uh, over her over her time dream hopping. Flora is only eight and does not have a lot of strong formative memories as no. a child of that age. She she's she's literally getting bored of the repetition of you know. Here's that time that I had a birthday party, and here's that time uh, there was a faceless boy in my room, and that's about it.
0: Uh, Here's that time that I went up to the attic and pulled a face off of a doll and put it on the faceless boy and made him look like an angel from Bayonetta. (laughs)
2: that was actually very sweet but terrible to look at <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is
0: it's like oh man it's creepy and only the way a child can make something inadvertently creepy Did that, like, yeah. oh, isn't that much I, better
1: yeah no
0: it's like, actually worse so <laughs> <much better. laughs> yeah it is it is actually significantly worse than 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 the, no, the nothing the partial nothing that was there which is oh, yeah. kind of amazing <laughs> But once yeah. again, kids are inherently creepy. <laughs> Not
2: oh, deliberately, yeah. Yeah. just by virtue no. of being young and new. Mm. Yeah, and like that, that naivete really shows off in the difference in reaction to ghosts that Flora has, where she just treats them like people and tries to be nice to them, because she wants to be a friendly little girl. <laughs> Whereas I... anyone else actually encountering a ghost like that, is either dead or running away screaming in the rest of the show.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, I, I I also like that it, you. I also like that they somehow managed to get a double whammy of creepy in there by having the the empty doll head with the two mm. eyes on the stock as well. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. oh man, I, I don't know which is worse: this empty doll void face void or this mm. doll face on this ghost. Bah.
2: Yeah, both and of if, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I think that is actually foreshadowed a few episodes earlier when uh, Danny has to go down into the basement and there's oh. the pile of dolls and one of them is missing the faceplate. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, hey, that that really happened. She's not making this up as a an imaginative child. She did she did faceplate a ghost. She did um, three, three years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uy, uy. Um... But yeah, regardless, Flora is very tired of dreaming and wants to actually live her life, which, hey, that's a good aspiration. I fully encourage this kid wanting independence from her ghost overlords. Um, <laughs> her ghost nanny, is, her overbearing yeah, ghost nanny. Yeah, exactly. Um, the problem is, she is uh, she's getting pretty loud. She's yelling at uh, Miss Jessel, essentially, to stop it. And so Danny comes in, and uh, this is the point where we figure out that hey, you don't have to be dead to see the ghosts, <laughs> um, because Danny freaks out very reasonably seeing someone she knew died several months prior um, by by suicide at this house. Um, uh, you know, drags Flora out of the room, and then is promptly knocked unconscious by Miles with a croquet mallet. Yep. <laughs> after seeing Peter uh, Quinn. After seeing after. Peter's ghost, beg pardon, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it seems um, essentially that it, like, if ghosts are interacting with someone who already knows about them, other passers by can sometimes be drawn in and notice them as well, or something like that, but again, ghost mechanics, the, the point is um, Peter Quint and Rebecca Jessel's ghosts are up to something with the kids. Yep. Um. And Danny has now gotten in the way. She has now become a problem. And so, Miles, in his traditional uh, creepy young boy attitude, takes, takes action and, yeah, just knocks his nanny out with a hammer.
0: Yep. In the <laughs> attic. <laughs> in, in the, the attic. attic. Um, <laughs> yep. It's a... Uh, it's a... Uh, it's a... Uh... It's an episode, all right, of a lot of, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot, uh, it it is, it is somehow um, uh, a backstory uh, for, for uh, Henry, who up until this point, as you mentioned, has been uh, ancillary at best, um, Mm. and, and actually gives him some, some, um, some meat and uh, some uh, pathos, and uh, explains uh, why he is the, mess that he is um yeah like you said you get <laughs> we get that really good uh character building between Danny and Jamie uh I like mm-hmm. that when Danny brings uh Jamie coffee uh <laughs> coffee <laughs> in the morning and, yeah. and Jamie just says poppins you flirt um, <laughs> uh some yeah. really great uh more it isn't even an explanation but it's just kind of uh more um uh highlighting of this weird thing that's going on with memories uh and the the ghosts and how that affects things uh how ghosts affect memories and 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 the nature of that uh with flora and her weird spells um, it's a it's a good episode, and also really it is it is legitimately um it, it's it, I it's really impressive because um I wasn't actually expecting Danny to see Rebecca, so it is it is act was actually really jarring when she walked into the room and did see Rebecca there because yeah. Um, uh you know it would be the very typical ghost thing of she walks in and there's no one there she's like oh who are you talking to sweetie but nope there's just this dead woman who uh (laughs) who died a year ago sitting there and i really kind of like her reaction of like just come here come here like it isn't a scream it's just like you just get away from her um only to be confronted by peter with his smarmy well this is awkward (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um it's a good it's it's a good episode. I will agree. It's not as good as the altar of the dead, because nothing will ever be as good as the altar yeah. of the dead. Yeah, that's um, an
2: unfair comparison.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and we also forgot to uh you well, we forgot to mention uh mm. that uh, uh Henry decides that he's going to Bly.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he's going to go to Bly finally. Much to um, the objection show of up. his own
0: self.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> you can't possibly do that, you little worm.
0: He's like, you, like Are you insane? You've been drinking all well for the last 2 years. <laughs> <laughs> he's perfectly good to drive. He's rich. And he's <laughs> mm-hmm. got money. It'll <laughs> be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, it's three hours away, and you've been drinking for the last two years, really. It's all good. Oh, man.
2: It's, it's build up a tolerance. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, Bly Manor continues to be really good, you guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this show is probably my favorite show I've watched this year. Um, just saying a lot, there's some stiff competition. I'm finishing The Mandalorian, uh, mm. but... Definitely better. Um, <laughs> no. Um, Dave, what did you think of this episode? I know you dropped out there for a minute there, so you yeah, can get we, some we thoughts we lost
1: in. lost some uh, internets for a moment. Uh, no, yeah, really, Dave would I, would dream it. <laughs> I enjoyed this on the heels of the previous one. It's it's another kind of character study, which we, get, we don't get as much just because it was trying to fit plot and everything else into... Mm. So it taking the time to devote, you know, almost an hour just into looking at what's going on um, with Henry and seeing the uh, – because you you get a pretty good picture earlier that he's kind of a mess. But this is like, oh, it's – there's a lot. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that he's dealing with uh, very poorly. But what what's his other recourse? I mean – he, the the, mm. the personal responsibility the onus that he's like put upon himself for this entire mess because it <laughs> there's there's blame to be shared but at the end of the day uh there's no one left to share it with like <laughs> yeah any yeah. any other people responsible are already dead yeah and this yeah. is kind of rendered him in that same sort of space where he can't move forward with anything really he's He's no less stuck in the glue trap that is Bly Manor than anybody
0: else.
2: <laughs> yeah, that uh, that Bligh—it's a tough place to get out of.
0: Thank <laughs> you. Almost impossible, one would say.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, excellent. Yeah. Um, hey, this show continues to be really good. Uh, I am. Hey, I was pretty excited to talk about these two episodes. I am so excited to talk about the final three episodes, which I'm <laughs> assuming we're probably gonna split two and one. Uh let give the finale its own thing. Um but whew, I think that brings us <coughs> to the end of the episode. So uh thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um if you want to keep up with our episodes as they release, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at mon underscore D monster to get updates from the podcast. Uh, please also send us any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, uh, either through DMS on Twitter there. Um, or what, what other ways can I do that? I've absolutely forgotten. I'm so sorry. We do have a
1: monsterdeermonster <laughs> Dear monster at com. Uh, Email yes. Address.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, or you can visit our website at monsterdeer.monster. Is that correct? That is correct. Oh my goodness! No, I'm <laughs> losing my memory. Ah, uh, this is not an act. Uh, it's the end of the, it, It's not ghosts. It's just the end of the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> and incredibly late at night. That that doesn't help. Uh yeah. It's also nearly one a.m. But that's life. I'm used to it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's where you can keep up with the podcast and send us your feedback. Um, if you want to. Uh, say anything to me very specifically, find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Um, there will be cute cat pics in, uh, Christmas costumes. Um, I need to post a photo of a Turk kraken, uh, that we did for a Christmas party recently. Uh, which for those unaware is a turkey and an octopus. Um, <laughs> That have been made to be friends. Uh, if you <laughs> want to see good. that, see that wonderful, terrible creation. Uh, please visit my Twitter. Um, Dave, where can people find you online?
1: You can find me on Twitter at sentinut underscore plus. That's that's pretty much the one place you can get a hold of me. Uh, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing zany going on there. Um, <laughs> I will do. It's not even a cross promotion because that just doesn't happen. But um, go check out um, Mendeo Returns, which is a sequel to Mendeo of the Dead. Uh, it's a great um, mm. little time travel kind of film. If, actually, it's time travel and astral projection. So it's Ooh. on the nose yeah. with Bly Manor with a little <laughs> bit of timey-wimey <laughs> ghosts going on. Uh, so yeah. Out. And also, awesome. um, it just started. Yes, yes. Yesterday uh, on Netflix is uh, a Korean um, short TV series called Sweet Home. And that one is people mm-hmm. trapped in an apartment complex as the world um, kind of falls apart around them with other people turning into various and sundry uh, monsters. So there's there's something to be, um, wow. some fun for everyone yeah. there. I read the, mm, it's based off a comic book, and I read most of it, uh, mm-hmm. So it will go places if it if it stays faithful to what was going on in the comic, so check that out too. And
0: Leonard, how about yourself? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Dr FaustIsDead. You can also find my video essay work on YouTube by searching at Dr. FaustIsDead. Um, The parrots have started squawking, as I'm sure everyone can hear. (laughs) That was, that was, uh, that I did not do that. That was not a soundboard.
2: (laughs) I do not live,
0: and I do not live in the Caribbean. (laughs) But uh, if you're looking to find me online and my thoughts and my video work, you can find it there. (laughs) <laughs> uh, wow i I was just like really really as soon yep. as I start talking all right um,
2: <laughs>
0: uh, i i i wanna i wanna thank everybody uh, today for joining us for another episode of monster dear monster um, i i summoned the the parrots um, uh, <laughs> i we are looking forward to you joining us again um uh i don't know man the, it's the end of the year and and time is <laughs> yeah, is is weird we'll and funky see. um we'll be <laughs> dave i'm just gonna say that we'll be back with something at some point we will be back yeah. yes <laughs>
2: that's a
1: safe that's a safe bet
2: all right yeah. Oh, absolutely. We've got to finish Bly at the very least. Mm. Three more episodes to go. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Um, have a happy and a very safe new year. Uh, for those who celebrate Christmas, happy Christmas. For those who celebrate Hanukkah, I don't know if that's still ongoing, but if it is, uh, happy Hanukkah, everyone. Uh, all the various other end-of-year celebrations. Um, yeah, have a good one. Stay safe. Um, stay healthy. Uh, and we will see you all in the new year, twenty twenty one. Get out of the way, twenty twenty. Here's twenty twenty part two. Um <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. Nah, no. No. <laughs> no. No It's okay we got a vaccine this time. It's all good. <laughs> um yes. With love from all the cast here, uh I bid you all good night and goodbye. Bye bye. Goodbye, boys. everyone.